be authentically yourself. Authentically, 1000% yourself. Stop trying to spend your time being like somebody else. You were put on this earth specifically with a specific set of fingerprints and a specific thing to do in your soul, a legacy to leave, and no one else can do it and accomplish it just like you because you were predetermined to do it, baby. Boom. Hello, Joy Starters. Hope this finds you so well this week. I am so excited to come to you and share my heart and share my life and share my passions and all of those things. I want to say again, as I always do, a huge thank you for um, supporting me, a huge thank you for believing in me, a huge thank you for following my content and my work. I'm just incredibly thankful. I did say a couple of weeks ago that I'd kind of pull the curtain back and let you in on process, the process of um, what I do and creating and all of those things. So that's what I want to talk to you about this week and and helping you hone in on your process. And as I always do with my podcast and my content, I was talking to somebody today and we were talking about the fact that the way that I operate in my gift, because I think you should operate in your gift. I think each one of us have gifts. You have gifts that I do not have, that I am not good at, and I have gifts that maybe you don't have. And I think the more we operate out of our gifts, we risk, we suspend the risk of burnout and, and those things. We operate out of our gift. We feel a true sense of purpose. We operate out of our gift. Just amazing things can happen, right? So, so very grateful for that knowledge and being able to pass it along to you. But before we talk about some of the things that happened and, um, and some of my road stories and the process behind it, as I promised, I wanted to share with you this amazing amazing uh, message I got on social media. And it relates to where I have been, where I've been recently with speaking. So I just got back from my second Border Patrol visit, this time in Edinburgh, Texas. And oh boy, do I have a story about that and um, how it relates personally. And yeah, all of the things. So I'll get to that. But first step, I have worked with Border Patrol for a couple of years now. And the first time I went down to work with Border Patrol, I was invited um, to come down and understand everything that was happening at the border and to understand trafficking, to understand um, that people indeed were not being kept in cages, to see the massive pantry and air conditioning and all the things that that were the truth of, of what was going on, particularly in El Paso at the, at the sector that I visited. And I remember during that time, I am not political. I do not get political. So as we, as we move on throughout this podcast and throughout my stories, I just hope that you would set that aside and just understand that we're talking about human beings here. So I went and I fell in love with Border Patrol. I was um, in a room and invited to speak with some really famous people and me. I'm, I'm just just a reporter. I was like Sting and, you know, Wrestler and, and Ray Lewis and, you know, all these people and me. And very much on, I'm not going to say a whim, but I wasn't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. We got the opportunity to speak to this room. And just so you know, this room had all of the first responders in El Paso that had just responded to the Walmart massacre um, that happened there a few years back. 
And so they were raw. They were vulnerable. And I spoke life into them. And I just had the wherewithal. Sometimes I use just and I love it. And sometimes I go back and I think it can be diminishing to you and me. So I had emphatically, I had the wherewithal to have somebody record it. And it was nine minutes. And those nine minutes went on and allowed me to have a video uh, to be able to send to other law enforcement and other places and really helped me expand. I'm changing the narrative into a first responder phase and actually have some contacts of some firefighters and been contacted by former firefighters. And that's some work we may do in the future as well. So that's where the love started. That's where these things started. But it, you know, being a human being with eyeballs and ears and a, and a soul ecosystem, as we talk about everything in your eyes, your ears, in your mouth, um, that you're around, you smell, all of it is either, you know, helping the ecosystem of your soul or is polluting it. Right. And so at that time, I'm a soul ecosystem. I'm a person. I read news. I'm on socials and all of those things. And I understand that there were people that had misconceptions about border patrol and things that were happening. And so as I got to know um, these brave men and women in green, I think since 1924, um, I got a chance to understand them and who they are. And again, I fell in love and with these brave men and women. And I started to begin to do work, started, began all of those things to do work in, in Yuma, Arizona. I did work during the pandemic via Zoom. I went out in person last year for the first time. I just went back and held an all-day training. It was absolutely amazing and and so impactful. I have people in Joy Starters Club that are from that uh, training. And big shout out to David. He knows who he is. He was in my training and he's become one of my biggest fans and a friend because that's what happens when I do this work. I'm all about relationships. I love to create friendships and bonds and connections that will impact you for the rest of your life. So um, I did work in Yuma. I'll go back to Yuma at the end of the year. And I just recently went to Edinburgh, Texas. So I, on the way to Edinburgh, I just said to, um, to myself, I said, I am going to be, and I already knew that I was an ally. I already knew that I was an ally, but I said, I'm going to be an ally and I'm going to proudly talk about where I'm so proudly in person, but I'm going to proudly use my social media to talk about where I'm going and what I'm doing. So I made a cool little graphic on Canva and I put it out there and lo and behold, I got a message yesterday and I just want to read this message. And I want to give the biggest shout out to Shelly Hunter for this message because it's amazing. Here we go. I'm glad you posted this. And her, by the way, Instagram name is Faithful Career Moves if you want to give her a follow. I'm glad you posted this. When I hear Border Patrol, I often think of desperate families who want to come to America to have a better life. I forget about the evil that crosses more often. I looked at the link on their account and humbly acknowledged how much these brave men and women do to protect us. My goodness, I was being so ignorant. Thank you for sharing and please extend my gratitude. And I said to her, thank you. I am covered head in head to toe chills. This, 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 this is how we ought to live. Willing to learn, willing to change our minds, willing to love. Thank you so very much. And so just an FYI, the post, what I said, and I think it's very important, is I said, you've been asking me to share about 
about where I'm going, what I'm doing. So here I am showing up, sharing about my life, my passion, and my work. It is an honor of all honors to work with Border Patrol. They are our brothers and sisters working tirelessly to keep us safe at the border beyond the needy persons crossing the border to escape war, violence, and political unrest. My salute and honor goes out to them daily for protecting us from gang violence, fentanyl, traffickers, and more. And um, so her response was in response to that caption. And let me just say this. Let me say this. Way to go, Faithful Career Moves. Way to go, Shelly. And what I just, I mean, I sent it to my I'm Changing the Narrative, uh, our official group of people who serve with us. I sent it all over. I sent it to, I told her this. I, I happen to just be recording her podcast today, too. And I sent it to every high-ranking Border Patrol person I know and every person I work with the Border Patrol to say, look at this. Look at this. I love this. Look at this. And I think, I think Shelly showed us the way that we should live our lives. Shelly showed us that we should be always willing to learn and to change our minds and be willing to say, maybe I was wrong. Be willing to investigate more. Be willing to, to say, let me take a deeper look. Be willing to say, um, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. So, As you go about your days and your life and you think you have something made, your your mind made up on something or somebody, I beg of you to be a Shelly. I beg of you to be somebody who's willing to investigate and change their mind and change your position and change their opinion um, because of facts. And what she did is she went on the Border Patrol page and saw where Border Patrol agents were saving people from from wrecks and and doing trainings inside of of schools to prevent further and future situations and saving people at the border that were dehydrated and also processing people. And oh, by the way, yes, also seizing massive amounts of fentanyl that would kill so many people. Right. And so I just want to give a big shout out to Shelly and go follow her. Go give her a yes. That was amazing. Faithful career moves. Way to go, Shelly. And take something from Shelly and go be a Shelly in your life. All right. So Edinburgh, Texas. Edinburgh, Texas. I am flying back. This is, by the way, going in the next book. And I've, I, this is how insane I am. I'm insane. I'm insane. I'm insane, but insane to the membrane. If you get it, if you get the reference. I am going to write another book. I already know it. I'm already compiling chapters for the next book. I just, I just know it. And this story will go into the book. So as I'm flying back from, and I can't even remember what trip I was on because I, if you have looked at my schedule or where I'm going, I knew that I was going to be packing January, February, and beginning of March like crazy. I knew that I was going to be doing that because I'll come off the road in April and May to get ready for the book launch June 20th, okay? And so um, I don't even remember where I was flying back from, but I was getting ready for this trip to Edinburgh, which I would speak to everybody in the Rio Grande Valley. All these sectors um, would come together from Border Patrol, and I would speak to them. And they set it up. So it was 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah. A 10 a.m. session and a 4 p.m. session because they wanted to be able to um, to cater to all different shifts and, and all of that. It's absolutely amazing. So I'm looking at the details. And at that point, I knew I was going to the Rio Grande Valley, but I didn't know exactly what city I was going to. So I'm sitting on the plane and I am... I'm reading my material and just kind of figure it out, you know, my next steps, where I'm going, what I'm doing. And I realized that I'm going to Edinburgh, Texas. 
And Edinburgh, Texas might be Edinburgh, you know, Schmedenburg. You, you know, it's who, what is Edinburgh? Well, it was very significant to me because of the fact that before my mother passed away, before my mother passed away, she got very much into our genealogy. And come to find out my grandmother's family um, was from Edinburgh. Um, and her name was Lazara. And our family name is both Perez and Cifuentes. And so my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather, Edinburgh, Texas. And um, whew, we just know by now. It's the best of my week when I get to talk to you on these podcasts. We know I'm going to cry happy tears and sometimes grief tears. And so as I'm, uh, I'm looking down through this, I'm on the plane. I start to cry like this because it gets one step crazier. Because the day that I was speaking, there were two days that I was supposed to speak, but it got it condensed to one. And so I was trying to figure out what day it was. And I was looking to the contract and doing all of that. And I recognized that it got condensed. Are you ready for this? on my deceased mother's birthday. February 24th, Edinburgh, Texas, a place where my ancestors walked on her birthday. Could there be any bigger God wink from heaven? Could there be any bigger the veil is thin? Could there be any bigger? I'm watching you, my daughter, and I'm so proud of you. I could have been anywhere on her birthday. I could have been anywhere in the world. I could have been on vacation. I could have been working. I could have been speaking. I could have been anywhere in the world. But yet I was on the, I was in the city of my ancestors. And, and I, I didn't, it, it just again, where the travel schedule has been just re- recently, I didn't have a lot of prep time before I went, but I started talking to my contacts there when I got on the ground. I'm like, I got to find my people. I've got to find my people. Well, come to find out. I posted about it afterwards and somebody, a distant cousin that my mom had gotten in touch with and getting into that ancestry was like, oh, by the way, yeah, your cousin still lived there. And oh, by the way, your grandmother, Lazada, uh, actually lived with my grandparents for a spell. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Well, I am going to be going back to speak to Border Patrol there in Edinburgh. And so you better bet that I will have it lined up. Um, to be able to meet my people, go to the street, meet with the, it was just a quick in, quick out, uh, meet with the records department, find out more and more about my family. And so I just thought I would share that God wink with you um, today because it really blessed me from the bottom of my heart, uh, being able to know that I was where my people, where they came from on a birthday. And God gave me that gift to let let me know that she was she was still near. She was still very, very much near. So the other thing I want to talk to you about, and I promised I would share this, is my process. People ask me a lot about my process and what goes in it, what do you do, what does that look like? And so I want to say this, and, and I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, operate in your gifts. Operate in your gifts, Okay. Um, and my gifts are connection, my gifts are people, and my gifts are communication. But as I was talking to one of my contacts there and a now friend, Bobby, who's a, uh, a Border Patrol chaplain and resiliency, um, we talked about the fact that, you know, good speakers are always learning, watching other speakers. He said, I'm a speaker and I travel to um, I travel to see other speakers. Like I travel, if I can, to go see other speakers and see um, who they are and what they do. I take notes and I do the same thing. I can't necessarily travel um, so much to see speakers with the traveling that I do and having bonus kids and a family and those things, but I watch them on YouTube. 
I take notes. I learn from them. I read psychology books. I read um, all sorts of books. I have been a book reading worm fool lately. Historical fiction has been my jam lately. Um, but And I have just finished books over and over and over again. So which, by the way, I think I'll put that in the newsletter this week. Some of the books that I have read lately that I've just really, really loved. I don't know if you like historical fiction. I hope you like um, this medley that I have coming out of self-help uh, and faith and travel and a little bit of a memoir. I hope you have um, that on your list. And you know that's called Relentless Joy coming out June 20th. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know that I would love to come to speak to your group? Yes, yours. No matter what that group is, large or small, I've spoken to men's groups, women's groups, symposiums, retreats, conferences, corporations, high schools, all the things, all the places. There's really not a place I won't go. If there's a need, I'll go. And in 2023, we are going to be featuring even more speakers under the I'm Changing the Narrative umbrella. So that means I'm available, but also amazing other speakers that can reinforce the I'm Changing the Narrative message in their own unique way with their own unique story. So all you have to do is go to the website, imchangingthenarrative.org. That's imchangingthenarrative.org, the letter I, the letter M, and hit the contact button. And we will get in touch with you. You can also go to rachelbarbeau.com and hit the contact button as well. And we will get back in touch. Have a blessed one. But um, I took a break. I took a squirrel break. But back to the story. I watch, I read, I study. People ask me a lot um, as well. I'm trying to do the most asked questions. People ask me a lot. What do you do when you're at home and you're working and you're not on the road? Like, what do you do? Well, Again, studying, we're running a movement, we are creating content, we are booking future speaking engagements. I am, in 2023, we at I'm Changing the Narrative are helping other speakers realize their speaking dreams. And so um, training other speakers, what's up for Kedrick, what's up Solomon, Trey in the past has worked with us. Um, Jennifer is an amazing speaker. Natasha does a lot of content for us. Matt does. Allison is our amazing PR gal. Um, just a shout out to some of the people that provide content for us and that may either speak or mentor or coach in the future. And by the way, you should join us for a I'm Changing the Narrative meeting if you ever want to serve with the movement. If you have gifts and talents, which we've been talking about in this podcast, and you would like to lend them to the movement, we would love to have you. So there is that. Just drop us an email or respond to any of the newsletters or hit contact. I like to tell people the contact button goes straight to me um, on either website. I'm changing the narrative.org or rachelbarbeau.com. Um, so I love to say that. No gatekeeper here. You can get to me. So that's my process. And one of the things, so when I'm at home, I am reading, I'm studying. I, like I said, we're creating content, working on, you know, future things, working on the book, helping others get ready to speak as well. How do we grow and scale the movement, talking to partners, planning events, all of those things. But in terms of being a better speaker and being the best speaker I can be, there is one huge piece of advice, whether you want to be a speaker or just be a better communicator at work and at home. Two pieces of advice I'll give you that I actually gave to Border Patrol this week. And one is over-communicate. Over-communicate. 
Let me tell you something. Every bad thing has ever happened, every miscommunication, every screw up, every fight, every every bad thing that's happened uh, in terms of lack of communication is, is because of that. Lack of communication, right? Under communicating. Somebody didn't understand you. That's not what I meant. No, that's what I said. No, 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 no. You can't get in trouble when you over-communicate your boundaries. You can't get in trouble when you, you over-communicate what you need, what you want, um, what makes you happy, what doesn't. When you communicate to your friends and tell them you love them, do all of those things. Tell your people you love them. All of that over-communicate. The second thing is, I would say, is be authentically yourself. Authentically, 1,000% yourself. Stop trying to spend your time being like somebody else. You were put on this earth specifically with a specific set of fingerprints and a specific thing to do in your soul, a, a, a legacy to leave, and no one else can do it and accomplish it just like you because you were predetermined to do it, baby. Boom. So walk in your authenticity. And so in creating content and where I'm going, it's wildly different. It is wildly different. For example, I'm going to go to a K through five school. You're the first to hear about this. I haven't even announced this yet. I'm going to a K through five school. So when this podcast comes out, I'll actually be in the school in Kentucky. First time I've ever had babies this young officially, and I'm changing the narrative capacity where I poured into them. I've always been a kid person, always been maternal. Think that's a large part of why what I do works. Um, and so I'm going to K through five school next week. I'm going to a convention that's mostly women in construction. I just left border patrol before that. I was at Kansas football, which woohoo, by the way, gracious, if you've not seen the video they put out, it's on my Twitter. It's on my Instagram. It is amazing. I love my Kings there. We talked about a lot of the things I talked to you about the podcast. Um, and we talked about the, the power of connection, right? And being a king and what does that look like every single day of your life and your relationships and your mental health and all of those things. It was really, really, really powerful. And I had been there two years ago and I said this to them. You'll see it in the video. I was speaking to the winner in you before you were even winning. And I said, look what you just went and did. You know, look what you've done. Now, again, that was in the past. They've got, you know, new things to work towards now, but absolutely the glow up, the grow up that Coach Lightpolt has, uh, has done there. My friend, Coach Lightpolt, who, by the way, believed in me and spoke to the winner of me before I was even winning, had me in at Buffalo from the very beginning of I'm Changing the Narrative in 2017 and had me in three times there and now my second time at Kansas. How is that for belief? I am so grateful to Kansas, to Ashley Goodman, to their amazing video staff, to all my kings there, uh, to Demarion, to Devin, to all my kings there that I love. And so each speaking engagement is wildly different, right? I did a speaking engagement last year for West Virginia and Coach Neil Brown where we talked about joy. TCU's visit was a little bit different, right? I have to understand whether or not I've been um, to there. I've been there before. How long? If it, if I haven't been there in years, well, you've got to think that there's new people there that are going to hear you. So I always sit down and do a um, uh, debrief or maybe that's not the word, but you sit down and do a fact-finding mission with where's your organization? What do you need? And one of the greatest questions I ask, I'm giving you my secrets here and you can apply them to your life however um, you want to. And I always ask, if you walk out of my talk and I do this, if you walk out of my talk and I accomplish this, I teach this and accomplish this, what are those, what, what, what would that be? What would make you happy? What would make you feel like this was a success? 
Okay. And I think you can really apply that to anything you do in life. Like you're putting on an event and um, you got sponsors there. You ask them, Hey, what, what would you, what would you deem a success here? Because you're planning the event months out. You can ask that to, to a boss, to a coworker, to somebody you're working on a project with, to, to a family member, to a friend. You know, um, it just depends on the circumstance. And I think you can manipulate it and manipulate it in a good way. That question of what would you find a success? What could I do to help you? What could I do to make the success? And what would that outcome look like. So I often do that. I, I find out what maybe somebody's struggling with, what's happening and um, where they're at right then and, and how I can help. And so I do that with each one of my clients. It varies. Um, each one does vary. Border Patrol agents going through something different than a, a football player at Kansas. But at the core, central core of us, we're all just human beings. We're all little us walking around in big bodies that want love, that want affection, that want to be safe, that want to feel seen and heard and validated and all of those things. So um, that is kind of some of the process behind what I do. And the other thing is, and I mentioned this in a podcast, you hear a plane going over because I'm sitting out back in my yard versus a studio and I'm enjoying my backyard. I'm taking this 20 minutes to record this podcast and also looking out at the water where I live with my little doggie next to me and I'm really enjoying it. And this is a form of soul care for me. The other thing that I mentioned in an earlier podcast, and if you didn't catch it, I'll repeat it again. I think another huge um, uh, deal with my success and what I've built with this movement, if you're new to us, we've been here almost seven years in August, seven years, 60 plus schools, Customs and Border Patrol, law enforcement, was called by the NFL last year, um, let's see, the Big 12, the Big 10, been all over the country. It's just been really, really amazing. But PJ Fleck was huge, huge, huge in my growth because he told me early on, hey, Rachel, you can come in here one time and speak. But if your message continually grows and changes, then we'll continue to have you in because we know that the guys trust you and they like you. That one thing, thank you, PJ and Heather Fleck, that one thing changed the trajectory trajectory of my life. I am, I can say that with all certainty because he invited me lovingly to level up. He invited me lovingly to level up and that's exactly what I did. I went out there and I started studying. I studied on relationships. I studied on purpose. I studied on legacy. I studied on um, joy. I studied on myself. I, I looked at my own dark side, my own things that I'm struggling with and I need to be better on. And that's the other thing that I think I know in my gift, because I want you to walk in your gifts, is I don't teach from a place of I've got it all figured out. And I am, here's, here's all, you know, the, the great things happening in my life. And I'm such an expert on this and that. I don't speak from that. I don't teach from that. If you follow me from any length of time, you will know this. There are often times where I'll come in and I'll say, you know what? I was a turd to my husband last night. And here's what I learned. I learned to say, I'm sorry. I learned that I need to investigate my triggers. I need to do this. Um, I am a walking queen under construction. Like you're a king under construction. You're a royalty under construction. I do not teach from a place of, um, I have got it all together, so follow me. I am teaching from a place of imperfection and stumbling and bumbling, but pushing forward in authenticity and love and joy and peace and forgiveness and grace, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. For me, it's Jesus, God, whatever you subscribe to, just... Never going to uh, to shy away from that, but I teach from that place, and I think that people I know this for a fact people are drawn to people that aren't perfect you know um, uh, 
Perfection is something that weighs us down or will suck the very life out of you, and so will comparison. And so I also teach from, hey, I'm a human, and here's where I messed up, but here's what I'm doing to fix it, and here's how I'm trying to be a better human. And I think that invites people to relax and to let down their walls and say, wow, okay, this person's just like me, right? And the other thing I do, and I think, again, you can invite yourself into the story and use this however you want, but I give a lot of takeaways. I give a lot of homework, soul homework for uh, people to be able to go and apply this in their own life and how can they begin to use some of the things I'm talking about right now? Who texts can they send to? What can they do? What can they make right? Um, I've been speaking a lot lately, again, as the messages shifted and changed. And I, because of this, I can go in and I can train Border Patrol agents for six hours because I have so much content. And I could go another day and another day. And frankly, when they first called me, I was like, me? That long? But no, it's in me because I'm constantly studying, growing, changing, all of those things. And the thing that I've been... I'll leave you with that I've been teaching on lately is um, be cognizant of the people who spoke to the winner in you before you were even winning. Mm, that's the good stuff right there. Be cognizant of the people. And if they're still here, tell them thank you. The people that spoke to you, spoke to the winner in you before you were even winning. And who can you do that to? Who can you be that for? Who can you speak to um, winning right now, even though they're not winning? And I have so many stories. Woo! Uh, about that and how that's, uh, how that's really affected people. But I really want you just to apply it to your own life. Think about who did it for you. Maybe you send them a text. You send them a thank you and who you can do that for. Maybe they're stumbling. Maybe they're struggling right now. Maybe they're an addiction. Maybe they're, it's just hard right now. I had somebody I recently spoke to that talked about a family member that was in addiction. Instead of reminding him every morning when she talks to him about the addiction, she can speak to the winner in him, the lover, the pet lover, the this, the that. Because I told her, when you've battled addiction for, you don't have to have anybody else tell you what a failure you are. You know it yourself. So this is a little peek behind the curtain of um, me and how I operate and how I do what I do. There's a lot more. That's just a little smother, smatter, smothering and covering, chopped and diced like we're going to Waffle House, baby. So I am going to sign off because um, it will already have happened when this podcast comes out, but we have our very first Joy Starters meeting tonight, Joy Starters subscribers, and I've had a lot of you um, within the club provide feedback about what you want more and what we're going to change and what we're going to do. This will, as we said in the podcast like last week, eventually get to the size of Gretchen Rubin's The Happiness Project, her group, right? And it will be humongous. I think it'll grow um, even bigger when the book comes out uh, in the future. And so right now, the people that have invested, I'm so thankful for. And we're having these monthly meetings. They're giving me feedback about how they want to see the the group run. It's a cost of a cup of coffee, by the way, uh, per month. You get a journal. You get um, text prompts. We have a subscriber chat. Um, and it's really amazing, but I'm hearing feedback on what they want and how we can operate in the best possible um, way. And I just love that. So we're having our first monthly meeting tonight, our whiteboard your life meeting where I get to hear their feedback and also talk about their dreams and their goals. So um, I love you, Joy Starter. I do. I will give a one line from the book and I'll just go ahead and tell you. hope my publishers don't kill me, but I don't love you. Yeah. I love you because even though I may not know you, I love you because you're a miracle. I love you because you woke up today. I love you because you're trying and fighting 
I love you. If you didn't wake up today um, and you left a legacy or you didn't leave a legacy, you're a human being. Do you get what I'm saying? You're worth it. You're amazing. I love you because you're my brother and you're my sister. I love you because you have purpose and passion running through your veins. And you might be in a rut right now or you might be off to the races, but I love you. No love yas here. Love you. Talk to you soon, Joy Starter. Bye.